Welcome to Yingcast, our podcast for current and future leaders wanting to develop themselves further. Every month, the Alembic team discuss and share their thoughts on issues and topics that are common in the workplace. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first Yingcast of 2020. Um, we hope you all had a really relaxing break and are ready to get back to work. Um, today on the Yingcast, we have Ben, hello, Matt, hello, and special guest, our MD. Um, some of you may know him, uh, Nick. Hello, everyone. And the topic that is going to be discussed today is on ego. So the ego, which Alice mentioned, is part of the Freudian tripartite personality theory, which is the idea that personality is, you know, broken into three components. One of which is the ego and the other two are the id and the superego. So the id is the pleasure principle and it's very impulsive, kind of like a child, a small newborn baby who, when it gets hungry, it will cry until it is fed and it doesn't you know, decide whether, oh no, I should wait another hour until it's lunchtime. It's hungry now, it wants to eat now, which is what the id is like. It, it ignores social and cultural norms to focus on what the body wants right here and right now. Uh, then there is the ego, which Alice mentioned, which is like a, a mediator. It's reasonable and it attempts to realize the demands of the id, but in realistic manners with regard for reality and cultural norms. So it is more willing to wait that hour for lunch because you're not that hungry, you can wait, you'll be fine. And the third component of the tripartite personality theory is the superego, which is a lot more of a conscience. It incorporates the values and morals of the society that are learned from one's parents and others. It's you know, a sense of what is acceptable within society so if you were to, for example, murder someone, you would feel you know, anxious about that because murder is not socially acceptable. You're likely to be socially excluded and arrested and jailed as a consequence of your actions, which is the superego causing anxiety according to this theory. Can we jump in on this one? Yes. <laughs> so that's a great technical description of some of the basics of Freudian theory, right? Mm -hmm. um, interestingly, though, um, in common parlance, when people say uh, talk about ego, they're not really talking about id ego and super ego in those terms, are they? They're normally no. talking about some person's size of ego. That's typically the context that ego is mentioned. How big-headed one is. Yeah, so it doesn't seem like it's a mediator. It seems like more like it's an overblown sense of self-confidence. Mm -hmm. mm, technically, that's probably more narcissism, right? Mm -hmm. That person is probably narcissistic and extroverted as opposed to uh, being... Egotistical in the Freudian sense. Egotistical in the Freudian sense. So that's kind of a good place to start. Mm -hmm. So Matt, we were chatting about this, weren't we, earlier on today, talking about this time of year and the id more than the ego. Yeah, I think a particularly relevant time of year to be to be talking about impulse control systems. Um, I don't know if you're anything like me, but I think December in particular is a time where it is probably exercised more than any other time of the year, um, mm. particularly with eating and drinking, I know for myself. Uh, and then conversely, as you move into January, 
uh, your super ego starts to kick in. You might start to feel a little bit guilty about how much you've indulged in December, getting your January uh, diet, get your New Year's resolutions in, um, and go right back in the in the opposite direction. Yeah, it's odd, isn't it, that it's a, sort of a religious stroke spiritual time of year that the most pronounced feature of it is a complete lack of control of your impulses. Hmm. Glutton, one of the seven deadly sins. In fact, <laughs> appears to be massive consumption. Hmm. Uh, and um, I guess there is a bit of super ego going on as well, because there's also uh, navigating the social con conscience of um, family relationships over the Christmas period, like how much time you spend with every person in the family and... Uh, the tensions that inevitably arise when you get the loved ones back together and you're all crowded around in the same house and whether you should row about stuff or whether you should just chill. Absolutely. It's uh, similar. So there is a sort of quite a level of superego uh, around. And um, yeah, I guess it's quite a tough time on the ego. <laughs> so it is a really interesting time of year. And then you get back into January and I, I do feel that, that you guys are right, that the... Uh, conscience is definitely trying to get back on top of things and there's quite a lot of let's get this under control let's get the discipline back let's make this right that happens in January um, anything from the dieting hitting the gym uh, dry January right to the other end of the stream which is uh, suddenly also this time of year is a really big one for divorces uh, with the biggest day of divorces normally the first couple of days back from from the Christmas break, perhaps understandably, but sadly. Um, making it relevant to, to business, um, I think one of the big issues uh, that leaders face is an awful lot of pressure all the time. Um, they'll have many, many people around their organizations, they'll have um, many departments and functions and products and customers and contracts to manage, and those naturally bring out a lot of tensions. And the leader's job is to square away those tensions and how does he or she do that? Um, are they able to control their impulsive side and um, let their superego take more uh, control and balance out the right solution for the community? Um, so our experience is actually most people find that really tough. Yeah, and I think as much as people find it tough regulating, people find it particularly tough to have insight to know um, which part is really governing their actions. So people can get themselves into quite a lot of trouble before they perhaps realize they're being too impulsive or too quick to anger and the damage that it's doing. And so I think being reflective and understanding what motivates you can be a really important part of getting yourself on the right track. Yeah, I mean, a good sign for this, I suppose, is just to go back to the pain pleasure principle and maybe sort of translate those into um, in, impulse, but you know, in, in, in the context of an anger reaction uh, or an avoidance type reaction uh, and we all know what that can be like when um, things are really stressed at work um, whatever culture you think you've got if your normal reaction under overstress and too much pressure is to yell at people um, that's satisfying your impulse need um, if your normal reaction is to avoid that's also satisfying your impulse need it's an impulse to get away from the situation rather than face and deal with the situation in a in a more regulated manner, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So it has big impacts on culture. Um, toxic culture probably means the leadership team not regulating their impulses. So it comes back to the person, I guess. Yeah. So what are the signs uh, of, in our lives, just practically, 
Now, Ben, when have you recently lost control of your regulatory aspect well, and given in to your superego and become saintly? Um, well, I had a soft drink when I went to a bar last night, which I'm, I, I, I know how very saintly of me. Yes. I thought, no, I won't have a pint at first. I had one later, but that's besides the point. I started with a soft drink instead of an alcoholic one, reducing my overall alcohol intake. So it's basically dry, dry January. Yeah. If you think about it. Sort of dry-ish. Yeah. So that is, I suppose, all I've got. I don't really do a lot of the self-regulation things in January uh -huh. because I'm quite an id person myself. Uh -huh. I'm very impulsive a lot of the time uh -huh. because it's more fun. Uh -huh. Right? I can definitely hear my super ego screaming at me in January <laughs> and I'm doing all of the self-regulatory things. Um, perhaps a, a tough work year up until December led me to overindulge, um, as I know it does a lot of people. Mm. So I'm definitely on the, the bandwagon for dieting and getting back in, in shape in the new year. Yeah. Mm. So in going back to the theory, in reality, you've let the ego slip a little. Mm. Um, probably exhaustion, right? Yeah, possibly. Um, I think usually I I have um, a strong tie with my super ego, uh -huh. um, which is probably why it's come back in in spades in January. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that's, that's release up until the holidays at the end of the year. Yeah, yeah. Um, just led me to a period of indulgence, which actually I'm perfectly happy with. Uh -huh. <laughs> So I think, you know, you go down the over-idding, as this might be called, mm. and there's definitely a sort of a reaction inside the self to get that under control, unless like Ben, you're just a child, and breathing um, <laughs> out on behalf of the audience, grow up, grow up. <laughs> I think age might actually play a factor, though, because oh. like you guys are both parents, oh, yeah. so you would also have... Very diplomatically you know, put. <laughs> I'm not wrong. It's You have more other concerns than I do. I have no dependence mm -hmm. i i don't have to look out for anyone other than myself so i i'd say my concerns are, my list of concerns is a shorter one sure and mm -hmm. um, then that feeds back nicely into the idea about um people who have leadership responsibilities and people who don't mm -hmm. right so if you have more leadership responsibilities maybe you feel more inclined to get the id and the superior ego under under some sort of regulation mm -hmm. so uh, i guess a key part of understanding the science behind this, I mean, there isn't any science in ego, id and superego, it's a theory, mm -hmm. it's an old theory. It's, it's by the father of Western psychology. Yeah, thoroughly replaced theory uh, <laughs> and there are many more upgraded versions, but it's a nice simple idea to, mm -hmm. to get started with. The science behind it though is, is quite profound in the sense of pleasure and pain and the ability to defer pleasure and the requirement for self-regulation and self-discipline in order to do that. So maybe at the root of this is uh, as things come up which are making you feel like impulsively you want to go and do, whether that's eating too much chocolate, drinking too much alcohol or um, having a go at somebody, mm -hmm. uh, that impulsive response as it's building up within you, whether you have the ability to notice that and learn how to manage that emotional upwelling mm -hmm. so that you don't act upon it. I guess that's the key point, isn't it? Mm. Uh, so yeah. do you think that there is value in the uh, work that many people go through this time of year to get their id under control? 
the the gymming, the dieting? I think there is. I think it's a it's a cycle. Very few people live their lives in total equilibrium. Mm. You move a little bit more towards your id, a little bit more towards your super ego. Um, and as you said, with the stresses towards the end of the year, change of environment, a lot of people going on their holidays, it's a natural part of the year to see a bit more of a, a swing towards your id response. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think it is really important to have your ego in check. And if your super ego brings you a little bit more back towards um, equilibrium, then yeah, I think that's definitely a good thing. So the science definitely shows that the more practice we put into um, getting on top of our impulses and uh, avoiding responding to the strong emotion to give into an impulse, the better we get at it. So practice makes perfect certainly turns out to be true in all the studies. I think the other side of the science that's worth raising is, as Ben was sort of alluding to earlier on, it can feel good to be saintly. Mm-hmm. It can feel momentarily pleasurable and then bad to give in to your impulses. Mm-hmm. That's quite common. Um, and uh, so both of those things give you fundamental pain and pleasure. Um, and regulation doesn't really, in, unless your inner voice is saying to you, well done for avoiding giving in to both of those things. Mm. And that can give you a dollop of pleasure. But the science shows that if you go too hard on the regulation, you end up, as everyone did over Christmas, becoming exhausted and overwhelmed mm. and giving in to a complete id fest, <laughs> which is what we've all just come through. So to avoid next year's id fest, our guidance out to leaders all over the world is to practice self-regulation and um, notice the moments where the id and the superego are trying to pull you in different directions and pause before you make a more regulated decision with your ego. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Thank you for listening to this episode of Yingcast. We hope you enjoyed it. To get the heads up on future podcasts, you can sign up to our mailing list through our website, alembicstrategy.com, in the Get Involved section. If you enjoyed this, then you might also be interested in our other events. You can sign up to our newsletter for updates on our latest events and articles. Also, look out for Strategy Cafe, our regular leadership webinar, where Nick, our MD, interviews prominent leaders.